This is CliffCentral.com. Yeah, baby. Yeah. It's time for the Unplugged and Incharged Radio Show. Another one of those really great days, guys. It's time to get fired up. I'm hoping that your life is going good right now because it's a good life in my life. That's what I'm talking about right there. It's not a good time in your life, like a good day or a good week or a good month. It's a good life, man. That's how you need to be. It's a good life. Yeah, and I'm fired up, man. I'm always fired up about life. I'm fired up about my dream. I'm fired up. I'm doing things. I'm hoping you're doing things as well because that's what life is supposed to be about. I always say to people that you need to be the salt. You know what I mean? You need to be the salt of the earth, man. My mama told me when I was about three years old, you're the salt of the earth. So when I'm the salt, I got to come out here and I got to give you all the flavor. You know, your life got to taste like something, man. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. I'm always feeling good, man. I'm not alone in studio. I'm joined by some really, really cool people. As they put their mics on and they get their lives in order and they get their voove in order as well. I'm joined by beautiful people, really smart and intelligent people, really talented people. It's just amazing. In the studio, first of all, I've got Small Koozie, DJ Small Koozie. How are you doing, sir? I'm good, my brother. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. You know how I'm doing, man? Yo. I'm on fire. Yo. I got the flavor. Yeah. I got the spice. I got the salt. That's what's I got up. it all. That's what's <laughs> up. That's what we want to hear, man. That's so great. Yeah. That's so great. Look, man, it's been a great morning. I mean, obviously, we started off with uh, both of us. Yeah. And I think it's Exciting things are, are looking up, eh? Sure. I'm really, really excited. Fantastic, bro. Um, I mean, I'm having a. I, I told people about two, three months ago that it's good new season. Good new season. Good new season. That's we ain't what it's all about. It's good new season. You know? I got one of the most prettiest ladies in the country <laughs> right here with us. She's also the most talented Yo, that I've met in a while. I've met her long, long, long time ago. Yo, man. And she has grown so much and done so much. It's been absolutely fantastic. Exciting Watching times. her grow from a distance. And, uh, and I mean, it's great that we can both grow and be both today be on a table. It means that I'm bringing out the right energy. She's bringing out the right energy. And we're just out here, man. We're just out here. She's my sister in the game. Her name is Buntle. How hey you doing? Hey, bro. Good, good, good. Beautiful, beautiful. How are you? Yeah, we're absolutely fantastic. Say hello to your fans right there on Voove. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me on Voove. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, man. All right, cool. So this is the Unplugged and In Charge radio mm-hmm. show. So, I mean, what we always do is, is really just talk conversations that are upbuilding in one way or the other. Yeah. We talk about hustle. You know, mm-hmm. uh, young people go through so many different hustles yeah. growing and, um, and you find new opportunities sometimes. Sometimes your parents don't quite understand what you see and you sure. just have to go out there sure. and you have to show them that, yo, guys, mm. look, this is bread. And you have to come back and say, look, I told you so. Yeah. But it's not that easy. And and uh, um, it's important that we have conversations that can build each other up. Sure. Um, so so as a person who's listening in and I mm. get to listen to Buntle's story and I'm, I, I can say... Wow, man, if she can do this, I can do it too in this other thing that I'm doing. I might not be doing exactly what she's doing, Mm -hmm. but there's so many similarities. And then people can take something from that and actually grow as well. That's amazing. I yeah, mean, I, I think I I really appreciate that appreciate it that you find me as a a point of reference of of growth and and you know that someone can use my story as you know inspiration. Um, yeah, I, I have a very interesting story, very yeah. interesting journey. You've been a part of it. You we went together right? in this like a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's an absolute pleasure being a part of it. Thank you, thank you so much. All right, cool. So before we even get into this juicy story. Yeah. That uh, I mean that that's really just gonna inspire and uh, and I'm sure it's gonna motivate so many people mm-hmm. and they and and I mean already so many people know so many great say so many great things about you yeah. I I just put up um, your poster on my on my uh, WhatsApp status yesterday yeah. and just the response people mm. were just saying she's so humble she's so down to earth she's so lovely <laughs> <laughs> like you don't even know her <laughs> what, what you trying to say <laughs> no I just. Mean that 
this is your PR body. Yeah. You know, um, when I was, uh, having a conversation with, uh, uh Timothy Maurice, mm-hmm. um, a, a while ago, but yeah. he would say this, for instance, you as a person have three bodies, right? Mm-hmm. Your first is your physical body. It's how you dress today and, uh, you know, how you, how you present yourself. Sure. Your second is your inner body. Like mm-hmm. what you think of yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes what you look like, Versus what you think of yourself are two different things sure. sometimes, but, and other times, you know, it's exactly the same person. Mm-hmm. And then you have the third one, which is your PR body. Mm-hmm. Now that one speaks when you're no longer around. So when you are, um, um, away from the station, mm-hmm. for instance, and, and we just having a conversation about you without you being there, yeah. there is the, how does that body look like? Mm-hmm. You know, some people are stunning physically. And they think they're the best people ever, so they're sure. stunning in a, you know, inward. Mm-hmm. But then the PR body maybe is not as great. Sure. And uh, and and in other cases though, you have a great PR body. Mm-hmm. And if if you have a great PR body and your physical body is also fantastic, yeah. but then your um your your inner person has not developed mm-hmm. on this level, you could sometimes find you know that you would struggle. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, um. <sighs> It's really important for me to have a great relationship or a synergy between all bodies. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because I learned this uh, for the first time now. Cool. Uh, but my interpretation of it is uh, through a book that I read a while ago called A New Earth by Eckhart Tolkien. And mm-hmm. he speaks about, you know, how there's the me and there's the I, right? Mm-hmm. And the me is um, is the part of you that speaks to, uh, you know, the where your most vulnerable parts are, where your insecurities are, you know, the stuff that people don't know about. That's where yeah. your me is. Mm. Um, you know, so the me is n- hardly ever comes out to play because, you know, that's the part that you really want to protect. Yeah. Um, and then the I speaks to the ego. Right. So, so the I is, I am this, I'm amazing. So I guess, you know, with, with your illustration, it speaks to, uh, what you, your perception of yourself. Yeah. Right. Um, and so for then me, there's it's the she. There's, and then there's the she. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everything that everybody else has to say. Yeah. You know, um, from the outside in. Mm. And it's really important for me to have, like I said, a synergy between all of them because any, any, at any point, if there's any inconsistency, then I don't know, I kind of lose it, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I think, you know, when someone asks me to describe myself, it's very hard for me to describe myself because, or my point of reference or what I say is I'm an experience. I'd rather you tell yeah. me what you think of me, you know, because I know I have an idea of who I am. I, 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 I appreciate and I love myself as I am and I live in my own skin. It's, you know, it's really important for me to feel like me, to breathe like me, walk, talk, feel all of that stuff, yeah. you know, but, um, I'd rather someone let me know what they experience. Yeah. Of or what the experience of Bunte is. So, um, yeah, so it's very important for me that there's a relationship between all of them. Yes, I understand. People, it's going to blow hot and cold. Not everyone's going to be my friend. Not everyone's going to be a fan. Um, but outside of that, regardless of how anyone may feel about me, that consistency will still keep me very grounded. Mm. So there will be external factors that, you know, will affect how I feel on some days. I'm not always up. Yeah. Um, there are times where it does take a bit of a dip, but still the consistency and the strength has yeah. to be there. Wow. No, fantastic. I think though, to be honest, I almost have never seen you not smile. Yeah. <laughs> you're just always out you like, yeah, 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 yeah. Such a great I'm day. A happy kid. Right? I am. I am such a happy kid. It's one of those, it's a, it's a conscious decision. Yeah. And the day I understood that I, I take absolute and full control of how I feel, mm-hmm. um, or my, my response to certain things. I think that's when I took my power and that's when I was just like, okay, you know what? It is what it is. Uh, you know, life will do and sway you, uh, left, right and center. True. But, um, but how I choose to respond is really important. And I, I, oh, I'm such a huge sucker for anything optimistic, anything beautiful, anything great, anything happy is where I want to be. And I really want to dwell in that space for as long as possible. You're very right. One has to say, that you know I'm in charge of how I feel mm-hmm. you know you may not be in charge of uh, what happens to you Absolutely. but you're very in charge of what happens inside mm-hmm. you you're right the reception um, yeah i always say that um in life you have the the choice of um um being the coffee bean 
or being the egg. Mm. I don't know if you've ever heard that analogy. No, no, tell okay, me about cool. it. Yeah? I, I like making these analogies. One day I'm going to write a book. I've been promising everyone that I'm going to write a book. Yeah. So here's the thing, right? So you can either be, so, so let's say life has this hot water thing that goes on. We, mm-hmm. we sometimes find ourselves in really hot water and it's rough mm-hmm. and things are tough. Mm-hmm. Now, within that hot water, you can either be the coffee bean or the egg. What does the egg do? It gets into hot water mm-hmm. and then it allows the environment to change it. Mm-hmm. And it says, you know what? I am not where I want to be because of, mm-hmm. because of, you know, the conditions. It's not that great. We, we, I mean, they don't pay here. Yeah. The, you know, there's all these excuses we yeah. make for not being great. And, um, it's, it, it, it literally ends up changing and you can ask it, why did you change? You're not who you used to be. And it says, fair to ish. No, these guys are not paying yeah. Yeah. or there's no opportunities. People yeah. are not booking me. You know, yeah. there's many yeah. excuses that you can make. True. What does the coffee bean do? It's like, Oh, you, you don't know who I oh, am. You, oh, no. you, you're about to find out who I am real quick. Mm. It goes in that hot water. You know what? After a while, uh, things are tough. Things are tough. All of a sudden, it changes the environment that it's in. Yeah. In fact, from that day forward, we no longer call it hot water. We call it coffee. coffee it's got the flavor. That is what <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love yeah. that. Oh, I'm going to take that analogy. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, we always have that option to say, we're in the same hot water. Yes. Who are you going to be? You can come out here in the same conditions and you can say, I'm going to own the situation. Mm. Y'all about to know that coffee left. Because even if we take that coffee bean out now, when you look at that water, it's no longer the same. Someone else was in here. Yeah. Coffee. Coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's an adapt or die situation, yeah, and yeah. that's the space that we live in now. Yeah, um, it's it reminds me of I was at a workshop for ETV, mm-hmm. and there were a couple of uh, cast members and a couple of talent who were speaking about the climate of entertainers right now, right, and the social media space and how it's affected um, how work happens these days, mm. and. Our defense was, look, uh, they made a very strong argument that it needs to be quality over quantity, you know, so your Instagram numbers or your social media numbers shouldn't impact um, the quality of your talent and uh, whether you're booked or not. And I get that argument. I support it 110%. But it's an adapt or die situation because this is the social media space. This is the digital era. Yeah. So you kind of need to adjust yourself to that space um, and make it work for you. You know, uh, it's not about, I think people's misinterpretation of what social media can do and be for you is that it needs to be about the flashy lights and, you know, everything glamorous and, you know, and it's not about that. You know, it's use your platform to complement and to promote your work. Use True. your, use that platform, find ways. There's so, there isn't one way to kill a cat, you know, True. and, um, and, and that's what it, and, and that's what it reminds me of. It's just, guys, whatever your space is, you know, not every situation is going to be comforting. In fact, if it's comfortable, then you're not growing, you know, um, so adapt or die. It's just one of those. Powerful. Yeah. That's very powerful. Adapt or die. It is. It's exactly that. Um, now let's, let's actually chat about this adaptive or die type of thing. Uh, yeah. uh, let's, let's maybe, um, step it up to, to it being a little more personal to you, for yeah. instance. Um, how have you felt that, wow, this, this type of encounter happened with me and this is where I needed to adapt or find myself dead? Huh. I'll use a very uh, recent example, yeah. uh, quite close to home, uh, which is, well, I'll say Club 808. Sure. Okay. I was following Boiti. Mm. People had a very strong affiliation, association, and very strong feeling about her, and uh, they loved her. And, you know, so for Boiti leaving the show was just like completely, uh, I don't know, it just seemed like a nightmare for, for a couple of people, and rightfully so. Um it it becomes uncomfortable when when you imagine someone new coming in that space, especially when it's someone who's not necessarily a familiar face. Yes, I am familiar, but for a lot of people, it was their first time seeing me. Sure. And um, 
and it was and and we know a lot of people have i don't know there's a default setting when people become hosts or personalities or presenters you know the go to is to mimic someone else and that's not what my intention was it was just like okay i'm going to step into the space i need to adapt i need to move people only think that Winter's a dancer so one of the challenges I need to introduce Wintler who is not the dancer But I don't want to separate Wintler the dancer From Wintler the presenter So now we need to make these two worlds merge um, So just to say Okay dance community I haven't forgotten about you But this is the new space that I'm moving into And now they're going to coexist And are going to be codependent And um and it was very necessary for me to merge the two worlds because, one, I didn't want people to, th- to think that I'd forgotten who I was and that I had just miraculously changed. Mm. But just to say, this is who I am. This is in relation to everybody else you may know in this industry. This is where Buntler's UPS, well, USP is. Yeah. You know, um, this is where my, my unique selling point is. This is who I am. Um, and, and I know it's difficult. So if, if the challenge for me was I need to get my Self to adapt to this new space Mind you, this is me working for the first time With AutoCue I'd never worked with AutoCue before yeah. I'd never had an earpiece in my ear, ever And many people talking to you many at the same pe- time Exactly, so <laughs> yeah. there are like 10 voices Talking to you at one time And, you know, you need to stick to Actually, Lawrence is such a rock star My co-host uh-huh. Not once ever do I recall us ever sticking to the script Okay. Oh, wow. We've got the guidelines. We've yeah. got auto cue, but it kind of goes out the window. And, and, and we work with, he has such a great energy and synergy with me. And, uh, and our chemistry really works so well together that we get to feed off of each other, bounce off of each other and really put some magic out on TV. So it's just like, I was literally thrown to the deep end. I need to adapt and I need to make this work and I need to make sure one that the ARs or the ratings don't drop. Um, and that it's a comfortable enough transition for people to have it move from Boiti to Bunte. Yeah. You know? And and um and it worked. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked ever since my joining on Club Edward. Yeah. Um the ratings have gone consistently up. In fact, we've reached record numbers. Wow. Yeah. So so my adaptation, you know, I don't know. You can kind of call me coffee, okay? You, you, Maybe you. an espresso. I don't That's know. The way. I don't That's know. the way. That's the way. That's the way. I'm but, gonna give, uh, you, but yeah, I'm gonna give you some horns. Yeah, 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 I got some horns. I got horns. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. It's always great to know that uh, that you know these type of things are still happening, and they they are happening. Even in your current life, it's not necessarily something that, that only happened very, very long ago. No. And it's still very, very true. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, these type of things happen to everybody mm. in one way or the other. Yeah, it has to. And, and, and I think what's great about it is that, um, you know, your response to a certain situation really, I think that's what defines or that's what makes it really special to you and your character. Mm. Um, you know, there isn't one instruction manual as to how things are supposed to happen. You can't regurgitate a simple... Mi- no, there isn't one way of regurgitating anything, you know. Um, uh, often you need to define your own path. Often you need to... Sometimes you need to be a rebel about things. Sometimes you need to defy the laws and um, recreate a new path and and get a whole clan of people behind you who will support you and, yeah. and who really um, feel the same way about whatever it is that you feel strongly about. So... Um, I think once people get out of the idea that there's one way to do things or there's one way to be successful, I think that's when they'll, you know, uh, grow and really flourish, uh, especially in, you know, like I, I, the other day I was talking about how much I love Cardi B. And the reason why I love Cardi B is there are very few personalities I feel have um, really been successful in the industry and being completely and solely themselves. Um, almost as though there isn't a difference between who they are in their personal space and who they are in their professional space. And I feel like that's who Cardi B's been. In fact, she's really leveraged on it. She's capitalized mm-hmm. on it and she ran with it, yeah. you know? So she's ratchet and she's not sorry about it. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. get what I'm saying? And it's really cool. And mm. we all resonate with that. We don't ra- resonate with being ratchet, mm. but we resonate with the real. And I think she speaks the type of language that Rehana speaks, which yeah. is the same language that Somizi speaks, which is, you know, so there are very few, uh, there are a couple of people where not even few, there are a number of people who really have, um, you know, stayed true to themselves. And, and, I, and I think it really all goes back to where your level of self-awareness is. Mm. If you're not aware 
of who you are, what it is that you're able to bring um, to a certain industry or to a certain show or uh, to your job, whatever new space you're walking into, you really need to be aware of, you know, who you've been, what it is you're able uh, to bring and be open to, to, to criticism. Yeah. Be open to the fact that you are going to get it wrong sometimes. Be open to the fact that people won't necessarily like you all the time, but the point is to bounce back and to come back harder. True. So, yeah. I think um, um, thinking about it, um, whether you are, let's say, in engineering, whether you are in IT, whether you are in dance, yes. or wh- wherever you are, mm-hmm. um, going back to that whole PR body thing, yeah. right? Um, and, uh, well, the three bodies themselves, we often find ourselves being very um, under underrated at work, you know, with, sure. no matter what, what you do. And you wonder, why am I not getting paid what... That person's getting paid. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, though, you're not p- packaging yourself in the right way. Exactly. So your physical body is not saying, hey, I'm worth a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, you, because you're thinking, who cares about that? They're just looking at my, my work. Mm-hmm. Actually, they're looking at everything. everything. So I was giving a, a friend advice and I said, I mean, she, she wanted to go to a certain uh, interview mm-hmm. and she wanted to negotiate for a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. But you need to look like a whole lot of money yourself. Mm-hmm. And they need to say, it's obvious why she needs that money. Look at her. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, even bless us. That's how they think. Yes. When they look at you, they're like, yo. I know, Lonai, high maintenance. Yes. And then they try to make sure that they can match what they already see. Exactly. You don't come there looking like, you know, looking like 10 rand, uh, asking for 200 rand. Exactly. You need to look like 200 rand, mm. even if you don't have the 200, but at least you look like you're worth about 200. Exactly. Yeah. So, so most people don't package themselves right. Even mm. at work, you rock up in jeans and you, you know, you, you out here, you chilled. You're thinking, no, man, it's just work. It's just mm-hmm. chilled. Kanti, mm-hmm. the boss is thinking, um, you know, when they look at you, they're like, they don't even feel bad for paying you what they're paying you because yes. they're like, no, man, it looks like, you know, mm. it, it looks just about right now. But when you look like shucks, this person, if we're not careful, someone's going to come and sweep, sweep mm-hmm. them up mm-hmm. and the quality of work, the way they, they, um, they present themselves yes. says something. Exactly. So your PR body now starts to speak when you're not there. And even if inside you, you still, I mean, so many people inside, they value themselves a lot and they're yeah. thinking, why is the, the world not recognizing me? <laughs> yes. You know, but <laughs> yeah. they haven't worked on all the others yet. Mm-hmm. And that's sometimes why things are not popping up yet. Yeah, exactly. Let's maybe take that and, and, and look at the average dancer mm-hmm. in, in the country. Yeah. And how are they packaging themselves mm-hmm. and where they are right now? Mm-hmm. Any thoughts that you have on that? Ooh, gosh, I think I could speak for like two hours on this. <laughs> um, okay. I have. There's so much that I want to do for this dance industry. There's so much that I want to do where perception in this industry or for the dance space is concerned. Um, There is a great deal uh, of uh, lack of respect for a dancer. Okay. I'll put it out there very blatantly from a professional space to a commercial space to the theatrical space. It doesn't matter where you are, but there's a great deal of lack of respect that people have for a dancer, maybe because they feel that what a dancer does, anyone can do. And we've gone to show that actually that's not the case. Um, But the value of a dancer or the perception of the value of a dancer is, isn't correct. Um, What a dancer does See, what people don't understand is a dancer gets into a studio and they commit themselves to about eight to ten hours a day to perfect certain choreography. It could go for, they could rehearse for a week, they could rehearse for three months. There are productions where you rehearse, all you're, all you're doing is a year's worth of rehearsals before mm. you hit the road mm. and you do what you need to do. One, we're doing it at our own risk because we're putting our physical health on the line here. Um, I've got very bad knees. Anyone who knows my, my history, is I've put my knees through the most. Mm. You know, I've dislocated my shoulder on stage. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. This was Ray Shrimmett. We were supposed to be opening for uh, Ray Shrimmett. At the time, I was performing with uh, Denise Zimba. Mm. And we were on stage. It was an axe event. And I got too excited. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of dropped on the floor, but it was part of my choreography. Got up and I didn't realize that I had dislocated my shoulder, but I knew that something, I didn't realize what I had done, but I knew something was wrong. Mm. Mm. But Mm. the professional in me is like, you need to carry on. You're on stage. No one can see that you're going through a bad time. No, 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 no. You need to keep it up. Uh, uh, 
uh-uh, uh-uh. Ain't Yo. no way. No, no. And you've got to finish the job. I'm holding my soul there, figure. <laughs> <laughs> So here I am on stage. My shoulder is like, oh, it's gone. This is my right shoulder. And, um, and yeah, I walk off like the professional I am. I get off stage and I start laughing. I'm like, guys, something's wrong. Paramedics are on site. But now paramedics feel they're like, ah, oh, no, ah, don't worry, this is you are fine. And I'm like, no. I know the length of my arm. My, <laughs> my fingers should not be touching my knees. And I'm not bent over. I'm standing straight. Oh my gosh, wait. Oh, shucks. I just imagined that. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shucks. And it's like, how can you say I'm okay? <laughs> but they were confusing the dislocation with swelling. So now I had swelled up so much to the point where it seemed as though my shoulder was filled up. And mm, it's like, no, guys, mm, my mm, shoulder is gone. Mm, Hello. Mm, Hi. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> it was really bad. But anyway, uh, and I only got help. This happened at around 6 o'clock And I only got help At 3am the next morning what? But anyway we could have a whole conversation this About is so you're strong. Yeah, I only got help the next day No 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 but I was at the clinic um, Brenter's clinic mm-hmm. And their systems were down And they were like ah. sorry we can't help you So whether even if we tried to make like a cash um, Payment or medical aid They were just like I was Our system is down And the assistant is going to lunch The system is down <laughs> So here I am Having to deal with this pain And no one is there to help me or assist me But that's what the average dancer goes through Jeez. That is standard procedure There's not, the Dancers have gone through even worse They've yeah. broken their backs They've had to perform with back braces They've had to do this, they've had to do that They've had to have casts, whatever Often we go against the, the advice that we're given No, you need to sit out for 8 weeks Now imagine if a dancer, if all a dancer does Is dance and they don't have any other hustle On the side Man. If they're told Here's your, okay, your injury has now cost you 12 weeks of you, of bed rest. Jeez, and that is 12 weeks of income. That's 12 weeks of income gone. You get what I'm saying? So there's so much that a dancer does. They put so much of themselves at risk and on the line that people don't, the perception of it is like, ah, I'm a jaivana. And it's like, no, it's not about being my jaivana. Yes, it's cool that, one, I've taken the risk or I've decided that with my life, this talent that I have, I'm going to make some money out of it. That's the one thing you are not brave enough to do. You coming with your, you know, there's such a judgy tone or there's such a, I don't know, they, they just diminish the value of a dancer. And, and that's part of me coming in. Oh, that's the, that's, that's part of my purpose as Winter is to mm-hmm. say, okay, look, the language really needs to change. So I- anywhere that I have the power to change certain things, that's what I do. So even when it comes to, for instance, an, an event, right? And they say, okay, artists, this is where you get to change. This is where they direct you. Okay. And you have your own change room. You have this, that, and the other. You have, you know, you've got your tech rider. So everything that you requested is well taken care of. You've got mm. variations of bulldog. You've got this. You've got that. Oh, dancers. Okay. No, there's the toilet. You can change there. Yes, and then wow. you only get a bottle of water two hours after you perform. And it's like, but where, where it's, it's not even, it's, mm. it's like, where has the people thing, the human thing, Ish. where has that gone to? You know, you can't, you can't treat people like that. And so in the spaces where I have the power to, for anybody who works with me, they'll know. I'll have things taken care of. I'll make sure that they're in a space where they're able to change and feel comfortable. You're not yeah. going to the toilet, you know. Mm. You are going to eat. You are going to be well taken care of. I have a tech rider, not one that is that fits Bunte. No, it's for, it's a tech rider that goes for her and her people. Mm. And, um, and, and just to make sure that people are well taken care of. I make sure, I don't take any jobs where people are not paid. To this day, there are people and there are artists. I won't put them on blast, but there are people who still want to get their uh, dancers to dance, um, and perform with them for like 300 rand, for 500 rand. Or no, I'll take care of your transport. Oh, exposure. People don't eat exposure. You know, try to put some exposure in the gas tank. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, if we, if we, Got a thousand, a thousand exposure, and you know that'll pay off. You know, that'll take care of my life for a couple months. Like, and sure, let's do that. Um, hello, hello, um, hello, landlord. Look, I, I, I don't have money, but, but I've got yes, some exposure. exposure. <laughs> <laughs> I've got an access. I've got access. I've got access of the exposure. Million, million you get what I'm saying? Yeah, and and yeah. and it's just like you can't, you can't do that. You yeah. can't do that. Um, you know, so. But also, my problem also comes in where the dancer is concerned. Because 
often dancers don't take themselves seriously. Unfortunately for what it does for the industry is that where Buntle says no, to someone saying, well, I need you to do this for 300 rand, there's always a dancer who's ready who's to say yes. To do it for, and yeah. that doesn't change the industry. In fact, mm. it just feeds it and it's like, oh, okay, no, it's fine. And then, yeah. and then people moan and groan about the quality of work that they got. And it's like, well, you went and you got yourself a 300 rand performer. That's well, exactly what you're going to get. A 300 exactly. rand worth of a performance. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, so, so dancers don't know how to package themselves. They don't know how to sell themselves. People don't understand as well that now we've moved to a space where the internet is now our friend. So what are you doing about it? How are you putting yourself out there? So a lot of people know me via my social media posts or Instagram videos of me dancing, sure. you know, um, and it's also another thing that dancers need to do is also understand their market and understand, um, Understand their space, create relationships, create a network. You know, you can't, you can't have, you can't know so many people. It's not a coincidence that you're in a space with a whole bunch of producers, directors, creatives, um, artists, promoters. All these people are here. Mm -hmm. But what are you doing with that information? Oh no, you're just there to perform. You're going to change, go home. Good night. Thanks for coming. No, you know, you've got to, you've got to, Know, learn how to network. You've got to learn how to sell yourself. You've got to know how to present yourself. Often dancers arrive at a venue looking like a dancer. And it's like, no, exactly. why do you not want to look like the artist? Why do you, because you're an artist yourself. And True. so the perception that the dancer have, has of themselves is that, no, I'm just here to back the performance. And it's like, no, understand that if you were taking an award ceremony, right? Um, Often, or not often, but you know, at times you have performers on stage and they're not necessarily the best artists, right? So their showmanship is supported by the fact that they've got all the lights, they've got the crowd hyping them up. It's convenient that everybody knows the song yeah. and they've got dancers to support this act, right? Sure. Or the performance is epic because of the dancers. And it's like, see, understand the value of you or the importance of you in this performance True. remove you from the entire project and it falls flat on its face you know and 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 there's so many it's all of these things that people need to take into consideration that they don't and until dancers feel that way then nothing's going to change absolutely right so you got something yeah man um i hear you you're talking about a lot a lot of things that really you know that need people to be taught and, and, yeah. and, you know, to be ingrained into their minds. Do you ever see yourself maybe owning a dance school or dance academy one day? Yeah. Okay. So I've registered. <laughs> I have, I have, uh -huh. I have, I have registered a company and ultimately I needed to be, it will be an academy. Sure. Okay. And, um, it's called Africa in motion. All right. Abbreviated aim. And the aim is to be African or global African excellence. You know, um, and for me to kind of teach this thing. So for there to be a theoretical aspect to it and for there to be a practical part of it. Sure. So, um, so, okay. So the division of it, how I want it to be is it needs to, for you to grow in it for so much like a school and then later on have a division where it's about the business of dance. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and that's what people are going to learn. They're going to learn how, because dancers also don't, don't feel like they need to pay tax. And, and it's like, no, guys, yeah. uh, yeah, the tax man's going to come after you <laughs> sure, and sure, life's sure. going to get a little weird. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's, it's learning all of these things. Um, and, and that's what I'm going to do. Absolutely. So I'm very excited for the day that I have a school running. I have this academy running and I have a whole host or a country full worth of, of incredible, well educated, motivated, and inspired dancers. Wow. It's really awesome. It's great because um, I, I heard you say that in the beginning, saying that my purpose, that word alone, mm. was ver is very important because mm. if you start with the end in mind, you, um, you, you're you really going to achieve big things. Yeah. Many people don't really have an end in mind. No. You know, people are just kind of going with this thing. Yeah. They don't yeah. know where it's going to end. They're like... You know, I'm just gonna kick this can and see where it rolls, yeah, and I'll just keep. Let's it, hope for the best. Keep, yeah, I'll keep kicking it until you mm. know, until we see where we end up. Yeah. But if you do it that way, then every off ramp seems like the right one when you're not mm -hmm. sure where you're going. Mm -hmm. And um, but when you before you take off, say today I'm going to Cliff Central. Yes. You'll know exactly which off ramp mm -hmm. will get you there, mm -hmm. and you'll know when you're on the wrong road. And you'll be yes. like, whoa, 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 this mm -hmm. doesn't look familiar. Mm -hmm. I don't think this road is going to get me there. Mm -hmm. And then you can make some changes. Most people don't have that whole end in mind type of approach yeah. to how they live their lives. Mm -hmm. And um, 
and usually I was telling Spo this morning that uh, um, if you if you aim at nothing or like if you want nothing, you know go, the the world. Some call it the universe. I call it God. Yes, is yes. very fair, very fair, very very, very fair. <laughs> so fair that whatever you ask for, you are going you to receive. receive. Exactly. So if you ask for excellence and you got great things, you're going to receive. But also, if you ask for nothing, you're going you to will. get. Nothing exactly also There's, exactly. It's so good It's so Even good. nothing you can get it You get it <laughs> You get a lot of nothing A lot of nothing Even nothing you can get No you can get all and the nothing There are so many people that, that are not aiming at all The problem is not Is not sometimes that we are aiming too high It is that we are not aiming yeah. There are so many people who uh, Because they are scared of disappointment They don't aim Yes And then if you don't aim Guess what even nothing, you can get it. No, you'll get that nothing. <laughs> oh, you'll get that nothing. I think one of the important lessons that I had to learn, particularly in 2017, was that I feel like or a, a lot of my life has been the result of um, me being an open vessel, right? Mm. So me being open to various opportunities um, and me not necessarily um, putting myself in or putting all my toys in one cot and saying, oh no, I'm just a dancer. And so um, most of my life and a lot of the opportunities that have come into my life have been stuff that have come to me um, and I've been blessed in, in, in that regard. But to be an open vessel and to be open to the opportunities that come to you is great. But the problem with that is that you'll say yes to everything and then you'll get lost in translation and then you uh, you go left, right and center and not know where it is exactly that you're going. Um, you know, once you become goal orientated, it becomes very easy and very clear what you need to say no to. Yeah, absolutely. Because you can't say yes to everything. You can't. True. You can't. Yeah. Wow. Quite fantastic. Well, we're going to be asking um, the lovely, lovely lady a couple of more questions. I mean, I, we still want to know um, how the whole thing came about. She's from a clearly very talented family. We need to know yeah. about the upbringing, how, you know, how, how you went from point A to point B to point C. And we're also going to get to find out exactly where our paths crossed exactly. <laughs> but before that, there's something really cool that you need to hear. We have this, this habit of getting comfortable in our routines and patterns, and then it gets difficult to get out of that. There's got to be those days you push through. They're probably going to be more numerous than the days you don't. And I think that's something to be mindful of as well. Try to imagine your life when you'd make that easy choice next time. What is that going to do? Is that going to keep you away from your dreams? Are you going to regret that later? You know, a lot of opportunities appear only once in life and you skip that taking the easy choice they're probably gone forever you can dream of the kind of life you want you can dream of the kind of change you want you can dream of the kind of future you want but until you wake up and begin to plan to get there it will only be a dream if you don't get up and actually do something do anything those positive emotions will never have the opportunity to follow those actions. You'll just be stuck in a lazy, demotivated hole for as long as you choose to be. And so the benefit of discipline in my eyes has always been that through discipline, I get things done. You told us that you was about to start working out. You told us that you was going to start a business. But when are you going to do that? Your number one job is to become more of yourself. And sometimes a big part of success is just not being lazy and just doing it. Yeah. Just get, that's like 90% of it is just showing up. Get there and start working. Like, you're not going to feel perfect every day. Effort. Effort. Man, I see so many people talking about hustle, hard work, determination, grind, work ethic. At the end of the day, when I look at the body of people, the men and women I've worked with around the world, at the end of the day, it's effort. Do I not have enough time? Or am I being lazy? And lazy comes in two different flavors. Lazy comes in two distinct flavors. Lazy comes in one flavor, which means not working. You might be saying, hey, I'm constantly working, I'm constantly learning. That's an easy, that's an easy rebuttal. But 
The second flavor of lazy is not doing what needs to be done. It means holding out on doing what you know is necessary but hard to do. Yeah, well, that that's right there. Laziness comes in a couple of different flavors. That's actually quite interesting. Yeah, <laughs> laziness comes in a couple of different flavors. I, I actually never quite thought of it that way. But, I mean, there you heard it yourself. Cool, we're back with someone that's not so lazy. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so now, I mean, what, what, what is interesting for me is... Um, I, I got to know you first and then I encountered your sister, um, who, you know, who's, um, got the Yo TV thing going on. Yeah. And, uh, I didn't know she was your sister. It was just, Hey, who's this pretty girl talking to me? Okay, cool. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. How are you? What's your <laughs> yeah, name? Yeah. You know, the whole Yo TV vibe. Yeah. And, uh, and after that, I was like, she looks so familiar. And, um, she f- followed me on Twitter or yeah. something or uh, Instagram. Mm. And somewhere along the line, I saw her post a picture and then you were in it. I'm like, Oh, boom. Boom! <laughs> These people. There it is. And then I, you know, I, I, you know, in so doing, got to know even more of, mm-hmm. you know, the the whole the whole sister th- trio and yeah. everything. And it's interesting for me to see that, you know, it's either everybody loved TV. You guys were just sitting there in front of the TV when you were kids, and you're like, "Mom, mommy, I want to be there." And your mom was like, "Hello, Naman." <laughs> I don't know how it went down. Just tell me a bit about your childhood. We are okay. So three girls. Yeah. Uh, from Grace Mudisele, that's my mother's name. So mm-hmm. my sisters, for everybody who doesn't know, Rafila Mudisele, um, first uh, model with albinism to mm-hmm. like really crack it, um, yeah. even globally, it's was amazing. even in Oprah's list. Amazing. Of most influential that's people, really I think awesome. of 2015. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, obviously, there's myself, Bunta, and then my younger sister, Candice, who is on Yo TV and Generations. Mm. And is involved in a lot of entrepreneurship as well. Um, and we grew, I, I feel like we are all, we're all like a, a, a portion of my mom, you know. So I get my dancing from my mom. We all get our, us being able to speak and, you know, our, our charismatic nature and all of that stuff. Our personality is a lot of my mother. And, um, and yeah, just all our uh, abilities. It's just everything. It's just yeah. everything that my mom is. So, sure. um, we, it's a very crazy home. Um, we're all very big, awesome personalities. In fact, everyone's ironically, outspoken. I, everyone's outspoken. <laughs> except yeah. I, I had to learn how to be out, uh, outspoken. Out of all of my sisters, I was the most introverted. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So growing up, I was the ideal punching bag. Okay. Shame. If you, I, I was the ideal emotional punching bag. I was a loner. Um, I, yeah, I didn't really have friends. This was in primary school, especially. The only time I had friends is when I won, uh, like, I went to JGPS. So mm-hmm. I entered okay. the pageants. Yeah, and I yeah. entered twice and I won. Ay, 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 ay. So, uh, so I entered both times and I won both times. And that was fun. That was great. <laughs> um, and that was the only time that I had friends. But, um, it took me a very long time for me to learn that my sisters weren't Actual fact, my friends the entire time That I didn't really need anybody outside of that And then I eventually did, you know um, Create relationships outside of that But that's the type of relationship that I have with my sisters Who are really great friends um, And we're really great support structure To each other as well And um, we We really try to help And contribute to each other as much as possible um, Because we all have Each other as a point of reference of What it is that we should do next, what we should avoid um, You know Who to speak to, who to engage with You know, so mm-hmm. it, it, it was really helpful That there was always someone ahead of us yeah, My yeah. sister Rifile, she's the one who had to I'm so sorry guys, oh my gosh I'm sorry, I don't, I'm very popular and This is what happens <laughs> Okay, so um, My sisters and I Were very, very, very supportive Of each other, we're always there for each other We always give each other advice, we're always very Helpful, um, it's a very selfless Space that we're in, I wow. think More so in an industry that can be Quite uh, self-centered and very selfish Because people want to keep things to themselves Whether it's information or jobs or this, that and the other And it's not the case um, We're very Open with uh, we're Very open to criticism Also because We feel like We're the most honest With each other We wouldn't want to Jeopardize each other mm-hmm. You know um, We really want to make sure That we propel each other Or leverage on each other mm. 
and ultimately like conquer the world. Fantastic. And um, often there've been a lot of people who've been like, no, no, you guys are the Kardashians. Oh my gosh, <laughs> we need a reality show. And it's like, no. Yeah. Um, not, not if we were to do anything in that kind of direction. It would have to be inspirational, aspirational stuff. It yeah. can't be anything where the bulk of it is drama and no, that's yeah. that's that's no. That, that doesn't resonate. Very it doesn't well resonate with, you guys. with us, yeah. no. But um, but yeah, but we grew up in a Christian home. We went to church. Mm. Uh, we love Jesus. We love God. Amen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and but we're also we're also very very talented. We love singing all the time together. Yeah. Um, you know, so we may release an album. Oh, you know, oh, you, just wow, know. Man. you can sing as well. Oh, That's no, great. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to put you on the spotlight. Yeah. No, please don't. Uh, usually, though, um, people who are quite talented are also the same people who have the the most um, critique about themselves. Ooh, so yes. it takes such a long time for you to bring out your body of work mm. because you you're so scared it's not quite there. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever find yourself with those self sabotaging moments where you needed either someone to talk into your life or you needed to kind of break through that? Yeah, I am brilliant at thinking myself into a horrible situation. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm brilliant at thinking myself out of, I don't know, of selling myself short. I'm, I'm, I'm really great at it because I, I felt like for a great deal of my life, I didn't feel like I was worth a lot. I didn't feel like I was worth, I was, I was very comfortable with the minimal because I, I think my mom was brilliant in the sense that even in the times where things were really tough and you're eating like lakista, mm-hmm. yeah. the presentation changes the fact that it's a difficult situation. Wow. And that's what my mom did. And that's what I've taken into my life. She's, and it's, it's been great because it's like, you've got to make the most out of what's minimal of what you don't have. You just got to make sure that it works. But then I got comfortable in that. And it was like, no, don't give me more than what I need. Just give me enough. I don't need more than enough. And then I had to learn that it's okay to want to be more, to have more. Not necessarily in, uh, in materialistically, no. But it's okay to feel like you're worth this amount of money. It's okay to think that you're worth looking like this. Often I downplay how I looked. It's like, no, no, I don't want to wear makeup because I just don't want to attract anything. I don't want to bring anything to me. Whatever lands on my plate is like, okay, cool, fine, that's more than enough. And... Coming from that school of thought, I realized that it was just self-sabotage um, because I knew that I was just setting myself up for a situation just to remain comfortable for the rest of my life. And I just didn't want that. I didn't want to be comfortable. I didn't like the fact that I was. And, and I think I think maybe it was just the universe speaking or maybe it was just my surroundings. And it was just I just got frustrated with comfort. Everything was the same. It's just like, man, I know how to do this. Oh, this is so easy. Oh, this. That. And it's like and 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 it was very easy for me to sabotage myself. It was very easy for me to talk myself out of going to an audition because I didn't think I could do it. It was very easy for me to not have a conversation with that person who could literally change my circumstance overnight because I just felt like, you know, why would they want to talk to me? I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm not good enough. I'm not, you know, and so self-sabotage is so, 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 so much easier than being courageous. Yeah. So much like plucking up the courage and going and saying, hi, my name is Bunten. This is who I am. This is what I do. You know, to someone who, especially that you fit to like a Petrus Mutsipi. I mean, now I can go up to him and be like, hi, this is who I am. You know, great mm-hmm. to meet you. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few years ago, that yeah. that wouldn't have happened. Purely based, and you know, there's so many opportunities that are there and that are made available to us, and often we sabotage ourselves because we just don't think we're worth it. And it's such yeah. a dangerous space to dwell in. You've got to get out of it because, you know, especially when you are fearful of a couple of things, um, you don't have to believe everything that you think. Not everything that you think is correct. Not everything that you think is right. Yes, it's coming from you, but it's not necessarily true. True. You don't have to believe all your thoughts. Yeah. And often you need to fight them. Often you need to contest them. Often you need to debate them. Um, and but but if you trust yourself enough, um, 
where your mind and your intuition is concerned and your thought process and everything comes together, then, you know, you're bound to make the right decisions. Wow. Fantastic. Really that is very, plan. very true. We um, got some really cool things right here planned for you. Ha, ha, ha. Because oh, really? we always have something planned. Gosh. So right, this is going to be like seven questions to test um, your your travel IQ. Okay. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> I'm already sitting on zero. Let's go. Okay, cool. <laughs> Question one. Which continent has the most countries? Africa. Africa. Oh. You're correct. Yeah. <laughs> Africa is home to 53 independent countries representing more than 25% of the countries of the world. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Okay, yeah. okay. The Dead Sea is found in which of these countries? Jordan, Turkey, Egypt, Israel. Hmm. No, I don't think it's Egypt. Geography at play. Wait. Dead Sea, Dead Sea. Okay, I'm kind of seeing it, but like I don't. Oh, you said Egypt, Israel, Jordan, and Turkey. Turkey, Turkey. I not Turkey. Ah, then the answer is Turkey. Okay, I'm uh, wild guess. Yep. Wild guess. Um, uh, Israel. Three, two. Israel. Israel, Israel is correct. Oh, well oh, oh, there we go. <laughs> Great stuff. <laughs> okay, cool. Here's the next one. Um, um. Mandarin Chinese is the most Oh goodness that's already the answer. Ah suga. It's the most it's spoken uh, in China? Yeah. No, in the world actually. Yes, yeah, Mandarin. Uh, you are going to get it wrong. You're going to say English. No, I was going to say Mandarin. <laughs> I was actually honestly going to say Mandarin. Okay, cool. Um so um uh, which language um is uh, a derivative of Dutch and is spoken um in South Africa, in fact started in Cape Town. Afrikaans. Yeah, well that's correct. That's yeah, like well so, done. So cool. Last two, uh, they are um, they are considered to be seven natural wonders of the world. Which of the following sites is not on on this list? Grand Canyon, Victoria Falls, the Great Wall of China, Great Barrier Reef. Victoria Falls. Victoria Falls is incorrect. Oh. It is the Great Wall of China. Oh, yeah, oh. it's not a natural wonder. Remember that oh, it was made yes. by people that were. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Okay, okay, what okay. country is associated with a flag that's just like all white with one little dot in the middle? In the middle. Kind of which one is that? Think, think, TikTok. I know, I know this one. <laughs> I know. This, Isn't it Korea? Uh, it's not Korea. Very close. Korea. Korea. Uh, China. No, it's not China. It's, yeah, it's, I think you're so racist. <laughs> it's Japan. Japan! Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for you for this event. I was so close. All Jeez. right, fantastic. This has been the shortest hour of the week. Thank you guys all very much for joining us. Thank you very much for joining us, Buntle. It has been absolutely fantastic having this chat with you, and I think it has been very inspirational as well. Thank you so much for having me. You're such a rock star. I'm so happy to see you here. Oh my god! All right, cool <laughs> stuff. We will see you guys on the other side. Of course, so you can always download the app and uh, listen to the podcast and rewind, fast forward. You can PVR Buntle as much as you like. It's been absolutely amazing. We're on a new level. Catch us on the next side of this. This is CliffCentral.com.